Hey folks, quick announcement before this week's episode. Our good friend Taylor's sibling, Fennel, is raising funds on GoFundMe for their gender-affirming surgery. We would really appreciate it if you would consider supporting Fennel and check out their GoFundMe page. Link will be in the episode description. Thank you. The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Everybody. Welcome back to the Dane and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. My name is Derek Aiello. I'm a writer, director, and very avid tabletop RPG player. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane, a writer, musician, podcaster, and lover of tabletop RPGs. How are you doing today? You know, I thought today was Friday, but it's Tuesday when we're recording this. And you know, I'm okay. I'm doing great. <laughs> That's super fair. That's super fair. I, 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 I know those days. Yeah. I know those days in a big way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's one of those days where you have like three, maybe four cups of coffee. Um, and uh, you just kind of hope that uh, you're still able to get to bed. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know about that because I don't do coffee, but sure. Yeah. There I, we go. I, I tend to just collapse. So who knows what the right answer is? <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish, you know, there was the other night I was in, I was lying awake in bed for two hours Oh Christ! and I chose not to get up and do anything. I chose to force myself to fall asleep and I, it didn't work. So I think the next time that happens, I'm going to force myself to do something like read a book. Um, Fair enough. I, I am fortunate enough to not really suffer from that problem. Uh, falling asleep is not the issue, man. Yeah. Falling asleep has always been the issue for me, but I think once I get there, it's, it's, it's fine. Once I'm able to get asleep and start to dream or not dream, it's great. Um, which I guess this is a loose segue into our topic for the day, which is (laughs) inspiration. The, the idea of inspiration uh, on the topic of the work we do, right? Yes, yes. Okay. As as we had to discuss before recording, um, not the mechanic from D anD D five e. Correct. Which, long story short, I do have opinions about it because I have opinions about everything. In short, it's it's a pretty good idea, uh, not implemented well enough or extensively enough to really make a difference. Continue. Yeah. So, inspiration. What what inspired you to talk about this? <laughs> um, well, it's kind of like it's it's uh, inspiration is often a really big part of uh, creative work or non creative work. Inspiration is like a huge part of idea culture of any kind. And to be fair, it's such a big concept that there are multiple goddesses of inspiration in the greek pantheon right like inspiration is such a kind of core portion of uh human life and like idea generation that we Mm -hmm. personified them in multitudes you know um so I, i and since we spend a lot of our time talking about art and like the facets of it it feels like a really important one because i a lot of people have different opinions about it and varying um degrees of quote-unquote like reliance on it almost how does an inspiration work for you in a sense 
Yeah. Uh, so you, I'm one of those people who I don't, I don't like the idea of a muse, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like a single person, like or, or a single woman in, in the case of the definition, I think. Uh, I don't actually know the definition of muse. I should probably just look that up. Uh, um, muse is the god. Those are the goddesses. Oh, the goddesses. Yeah. So muses. Like, the muses. Yeah. I I don't like the idea of a single person or a single thing as the sole inspiration for something, mm-hmm. but I do believe in the idea that things can be inspired by several things. Yeah. I I like to think of it as every piece of work I make is a quarter inspiration, a quarter real life, a quarter like uh, like tropes and conventions and storytelling techniques. And then a quarter is some other something special, whether that be one of the previous three or something completely from like, like out of, or something completely out of the backfield. Right. It's, 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 it's the idea that, that, in my the way that I use inspiration is that it can't be the sole thing because inspiration is like caffeine. At a certain point, you crash. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, sure. It's uh, and by inspiration, you mean like other work to draw on. Like if we take yeah. Star Wars for example, you would look at Kurosawa films and yeah. Flash Gordon and yeah. westerns as and like probably hot rods and world war ii airplanes as like big inspirations right like right yeah or even like or even like things in your life right like i think you can be inspired by that but yeah for for the most part yeah looking to other work to iterate your own work off of yeah so is so for you uh everything is in your is a remix on some level it's not like the best way to put it but like yeah yeah i i i am a firm believer that Nothing is original and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So many people are, whenever like someone says like, no, there's nothing original, they get like kind of like upset about it. I'm like, no, you're just part of the collective human experience telling our stories to each other to connect and feel things. Exactly. It's it's good. It's okay. Um, It's it's good. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. And here, here's a question for you. Um, does ins- it, so it doesn't sound like this to me, but there are some people who feel like I can't start working until I quote unquote feel inspired. So often the stereotype of the, this person is that they have to be in the exact right, perfect coffee shop at their favorite table. And, you know, they have their, all their things, like it, everything has to just be just so, and then inspiration will strike and they, they can work. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. feel about that concept? Uh, I feel like this is a leading question on my part, but here we are. I mean, yes, but I do have opinions on that because like I said, it inspirations like caffeine at a certain point you burn out. And if you rely on that all the time and eventually it's not going to work. Like mm-hmm. I think like there are definitely moments where I have inspiration, quote unquote, and I get out of bed and I screenwrite for two hours and then the next morning I look at what I was inspired to write and I throw it out or I put it in the bin of things that are exactly like this other thing I'm working on. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I find that relying on that sort of inspiration can be very tumultuous and can be often, at least in my case, I use it as an excuse. I used to use it as an excuse sometimes to not put in the work. Uh, yeah. It's like a lightning strike. Yeah. You know? and And sometimes like, I think what's great about inspiration though, too, is like 
by putting in that work and like being consistent with something, you can have a lightning strike moment that doesn't necessarily give you the magnum opus, right? Like, yeah, I think that's where inspiration for me is like the best is when it's not a magnum opus idea. It's like, oh, I figured out how to fix this one thing, like this one little thing in, yes. my, in, my, in my work. And I think that that is where I truly find inspiration fascinating. But yeah, I, yeah, I will describe it this way. I like being inspired. I do not care for needing inspiration to work. Like, I think about it this way. If we like, we go on with like lightning electricity as a metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. I think about it this way is if you get struck by lightning with, with struck by inspiration and you're not ready for it, you like, I, and by getting struck by lightning, I'm definitely thinking about in like a avatar, last airbender, mm. Zuko, Azula way where like, yeah, you, you, you're full of energy. Isn't that great? Um, it's hard to do anything with it, but if you practice you can then direct it. You are ready for that much yes. energy and can use it productively. I once heard inspiration when personified as a muse. Um, this one way uh, that I really, really liked, which is like you, you leave your studio door open. So while you work for the muse to come in. So every day you come in, you start painting, you write, you do whatever you do, but you leave that door open. And regardless of whether or not she shows up, you work anyways. And the days she shows will be amazing. And you're still going to get something done on the other days, even if it's just working out bad ideas. Mm. Um, and when she arrives, you'll be ready for her right? Because you'll have been practicing every day. Now, I don't always agree with like, like there are some people who are like, you're not a real writer unless you write every day. And like people like that, I'm just like, fuck off. People have lives. Um, and you do, nobody gets to tell anybody that they're a real writer or not. But like, what I mean by that is like, I think it's really important to do your work regardless of whether or not you're feeling inspired that day. Um, yeah. And there are days when I sit down and I'm like, wow, that was incredible. I walked like like during the last novel I worked on, um, there were some chapters I walked away from being like, that was incredible. That felt amazing. I really liked what I what I put down. I, rereading it felt good. Like there's things to edit, of course, but like that was that like that was the thing. I you know struck the the iron wall. It was hot. And other days it wasn't. But if I hadn't sat down so consistently, um then those days wouldn't have come because I, you know, I would have, I would, my door would have been shut and she wouldn't have been able to come in to yeah. extend the metaphor very far. No. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I definitely feel that. I, you know, inspiration in a lot of ways is, is kind of like, it's like, <laughs> it's like when you do a max press at the gym, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, actually like, a really good uh, equivalency. Yeah, yeah. You don't like, do like, that every day. Yeah, you don't. You don't do it every day. But every now and then, when you do do that, holy fuck, it's incredible to know. Like, yeah, I I can do that. I did it. Because, um, like, I think a lot about like th- this past year, I haven't been writing as consistently. But last year, I was pretty much writing kind of like what you were saying, like every day, and like sitting down and working, and you know 
having those moments where like inspiration would strike and it would just, you know, things would flow. And I think for me, especially like whether it, I I get, I find that inspiration can be so, um, inspiration can also just like really tempt you sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. cause like you'd be writing something you're working on right now and then you could have an idea for something that's, you know, quote unquote better or different or something more interesting. Right. Um, yeah. And it's easy to follow that breadcrumb, but I actually have like a folder of just, I have folders on folders of ideas that were inspiration that I just kind of tucked away. And I'm like, one of these days I'll open it back up. Absolutely. And like, that's something I also do. I have like a, I have a file where I just list ideas Mm. and I know that I'm actually probably not going to get to most of them. And I don't even think I want to get to most of them, but I do need, I know exactly what you're talking about, that like pull to a thing. So like, it's really nice to just be like, okay, I'm going to just take that. I'm going to write it down so that like, I'm just going to keep going with the muse metaphor so that she feels like she's been heard. (laughs) And then we're going to go back to the thing we were doing earlier, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, um, you know, like that, that's, that sort of feeling. Um, yeah. And here's like the wild thing is like, inspiration is such a big phrase yeah creative work of any kind right like there's the moment of inspiration there's um things that inspire you uh there's being inspired right like there's all of these like variations on the the on the concept right um and that's i think that's simply because it is it is i think it'll feel like it's often a stand-in for a number of more complex ideas like it's a stand-in for idea generation it's a stand-in for i did really good work today it's a stand-in for here are all the things that contributed to said idea um and or help me continue to work on something you know what i mean yeah um but it it covers all of those um which kind of gets me on like a thought about how like language is weird but whatever Mm -hmm. um so i do want to check in what are some things that inspire you like like moving away from like the that the the side of inspiration that is like the moment of creation and and feelings while creating moving on to like are there some works that are like standard inspirations for you that you're like i'm always pulling from this like like something i i've always another thing I've, i've i've heard is that like um, your taste and your voice as a creator is often what it really is, is an amalgamation of all the things you really care about into something new. So like you're drawing on, on certain like colors almost to make, uh, you know, your version of purple, but you have like seven or eight other people's blues and reds that you're blending for like your own voice right yeah that is a beautiful way to put it that was actually one of the first things i got told when i moved to la was that i needed to refine my taste a bit more because i liked too many things um <clears throat> and that i think it doing so like i actually this is why i have a letterbox and this is why i direct people to it because the four films that are on my letterbox which are in order princess mononoke uh Yee Boy, and VGHS are, I think, the four films that I constantly pull from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of all the films I make. And I think Boy is Boy and VGHS are the only two that I watch before I make any short film or any film project, period. Huh. 
And the consistent thing, the thing about all of them, right, is like you look at the composition of characters, the topics, the sort of like roots and the settings of each of these stories. They're all like family and friendship dramas. They all are very light on like romance. They're all very, they all have moments of sadness, but also moments of levity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a definitely like a saturated kind of vibrant, fantastic feel to all of them. And there's a sort of mm-hmm. existentialism in all of them that I think is really interesting to like look at. And I think a lot of my work as a filmmaker personally, I explore a lot of things relating to family and friendships. Um, I think my dad coined like the phrase friend com. Uh, I make a lot of friend coms. uh, And I am really interested in like dissecting sort of like, just like, uh, just like my own like cultural identity. And I'm also really interested in dissecting sort of this existentialism that comes with being like an angsty teenager. (laughs) Um, And I think like, if you look at all my music, all my music are either love songs or, super like like reflective songs about where you come from and where you're going and i think that all those things yeah 100 i i pull from uh in my work like it's funny because i i was like i'm working on this on, on like a new feature script and i was like i've written this movie before and it's mm-hmm. like it's another moving movie and it's it's you know i've done this so many times like i did bros of the realm in high school yeah. I did a film called uh, Boxes in at the end of college. And then I recently did a film called Heroes Pizza. All three of those, the main characters are all moving. And I'm finally working on this fourth feature script that is also about moving. But unlike the other three, which follow a main character leaving, this fourth one follows a character staying behind. And I'm pulling from a lot of experiences that like I've now had time to reflect upon and I'm pulling from a lot of movies that I've watched recently that are about people in rooms feeling nostalgic. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's such an interesting thing to kind of see like which things, which topics you constantly go back to. Like it's, it's, it's pretty funny when you lay it all out and look backwards, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, did, did that answer the question of totally. correctly? Okay. Totally. Yeah. Sweet. What about you? Um, I was kind of thinking about it while you were giving your answer. Um, I tend to like, there are, there are a few things, um, that I, I know I am constantly returning to as like inspiration and it's, there's a few musical artists for sure. Um, uh impressionist painting is actually a really big one for me like impressionism as a impressionism as a as a genre um in anything is super important to how i make any sort of work um so like for lack of like this sounds really weird but like my writing would not be what it is without monet and van gogh to some extent like just that's just how it is like yeah no, and, yeah, yeah. And, and Debussy as well um like so so there's that which like um so there's so there's that then there's the um I would describe it as the iron and wine and mm. um like bright eyes 
that's just in my work. Uh, those two folk country artists are like super foundational for um, word choice for me and like uh, setting in a sense, because it also ends up connecting into sort of Western Americana roots for me, which I really don't struggle to escape from. Um, and then, the, then like, so there's, so there's like the impressionist line. There's like, I would call it the folk Americana like line. And then the other one is, I would just call it the fantasy side of me. Like just the part that just loves magic, you mm-hmm. know? And like, that's where star Wars lives and Lord of the Rings and Scott Pilgrim and all, yeah. all, all of the, and Naomi Novik and um, all of that stuff. Like that's, that's where that, side of me lives um mm-hmm. and so like you end up like you distill those things down and what it ends up sort of like being for me like in the same way that like for you it's always these like like lately at least for you it's been um coming and going stories of of like people leaving and or or staying mm-hmm. um is for me it ends up this like <sighs> melancholic watercolory slightly magical story like that's Mm. what i end up writing um yeah like that's that's those are the stories i tell and and like you know like sometimes like it leans more into one or the other you know like the last thing i did was like way lighter on the magic like way lighter on like the fantastic um and way heavier on the americana and like the watercolor and like the next thing i want to do is way heavier on the magic because i'm mildly afraid of it um and i want to give it a shot (laughs) so Mm. those are those are for those are that's what it is for for me um oh one one really big one that doesn't really fit the others like i might be able to make an argument that it fits in with like the impressionists or the magical one um is and maybe even the americana um and maybe this is why it hits so hard for me is Calvin and Hobbes. It's actually kind of all three. Um, yeah, like the art style. It's it's like an impressionist cartoon in a sense. It's deeply fantastic and at the same time deeply rooted in like American culture. Not quite as like Western American culture, but like you know what I mean. No, yeah, I totally get it. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's wild to think about those things that are so so foundational um yeah and it's also interesting too when something that is so seemingly unrelated to what you do is such a heavy influence right like yeah yeah like right now um like like the idea like looking back on my novel because i'm just about to start doing like edits and stuff like like reading it i'm like oh would you look at all of that iron and wine in there like holy shit like Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's there like that sound that is just like something I, I, I strive for, but it's, it's kind of wonderful to, you know, to know you have a voice, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, I, it's interesting that you were talking about people giving you the advice of like refining your taste. Um, yeah. Cause my feelings about it is like, know your foundation, but take in everything you can. 100%. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think that's definitely a, a part of it, right? Because if you don't know your foundation, 
it's really hard to know what you like and it's really difficult to kind of start somewhere. True. And I think when I was in film school, I kind of had to like, I had a moment where I had to reevaluate a lot of the work I was making and the work I was writing. And it took me a minute to kind of figure out what kind of a filmmaker I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in in a lot of ways I kind of had to, I, I think that's why I've been on that eternal search to sort of figure out like what my favorite films were. And it started with like acknowledging that like Princess Mononoke is my favorite film of all time. And that type of a story will always have an influence on my work. Uh, just as much as like the band Parachute will always have an influence on my themes. Uh, yeah. And I think that once I figured those two things out, it became a little, like, it became significantly easier to figure out what else is like a core value of the work that I make. And then, yeah, I mean, like to the whole pulling, right, for, for, from other things, like I started, I came up with an idea. I, had, I, I was inspired <laughs> to write a sort of an, a fantasy film for the first time in years. Uh, like a, 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 but it, this kind of fantasy film, though, it's not like the classic swords and sorcery that I, I used to write. This one's more like, it's, it's more magical realism mm-hmm. and it involves a lot of ghosts and it involves a lot of blending of realities and some horror elements in a sort of like upbeat story about a grandma and a grandson and like, like hunting down a big ghost. And I haven't quite figured out all the details, but I know that I'm going to pull from these things, but I'm also going to need to seek out some more kind of scary things that I don't normally keep on my color palette, so to speak, yeah, uh, to paint with, because I'm delving into a sort of space that I'm familiar with, but I'm only f- so familiar with, you know? And I think that, your statement about how knowing your foundation, like that is so important without a foundation, like you can't have a building and you're sort of building a nice house when you're, when you're working on a project, right? You're, you're building a nice house and then you're putting it out there for everyone to come view. Uh, And like, I don't know. I know. I get you. I, I get you. Like there's, I think it's also really important to, acknowledge like so often i feel like people get obsessed with pure originality yeah um, which there's nothing against trying to like really to to refine your voice into something unique and stand out and say something for lack of a better term newish or like have a good take on something um that people are often unwilling to acknowledge that you're constantly inspired by certain things right yeah. Um, well, and, and that's the thing, right? It's like what makes something quote unquote original is when um, it's synthesis. It's synthesis yeah, between it's synthesis, yeah. stuff. It's the synthesis of inspirations, universal, universal storytelling and a brand new person, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes something new and fresh, right? Um and it's it's not and part of it if you ask me is less about coming up with something completely brand new or having your voice be completely different even like like the synthesis being so different from everybody else's um so much as being honest yes it's honesty that's going to be the thing right because 
for example, okay, I'm just going to go back to Star Wars. Um, nothing about Star Wars is new. Like, just not a damn thing. Like, not nothing. Nothing in night from 1977 Star Wars is. It's it's just not like it, it isn't. Um, but it was such the honest thing that George Lucas was doing. It was said. It was it was something said with such clarity and honesty and distillation of the things he wanted, such that it worked. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. So that's the thing is be honest, be honest with yourself and your voice is going to ring true. And that is far more original than an attempt to be like nobody else. If you ask me. Yes. 100%. People, people are smart enough in today's age to see through your work. Yeah. And if you're dishonest in the construction of your work, people are going to notice. Right. Which is like something I ended up having to like realize is how important romance and love is to my work. Um, that I'm not going to be writing honest work if I'm not heavily involved with romantic relationships in said work. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be dishonest on my part. Um, but before we're, we're coming up on time. So I want, Here's one thing I want. I want your top five, not your main color palette stuff. I want your top five, like what's really inspiring you right now as far as other works that you, you, you're you like drawing from and is feeling like really impactful on you. Go. And then I'll do mine. Okay. Um, I've been... Oh, man. I've been reading again. Um, I've been reading... Like, I've been reading more like nonfiction, actually, mm, nice. which is interesting. I have a really hard time with nonfiction just because I like reading stories, but I've been reading a lot of nonfiction, um, a lot of autobiographies, but I'm reading this one book called Days of Distraction, mm. and it is by Alexandra Chang. Uh, mm. And it's a friend of mine recommended it to me. Having not read the book, uh, shout out to you, Justin. Uh, <laughs> but I started reading it, and it's it's super interesting because it's like a very just like down to earth kind of story, uh, sort of about this woman's experiences uh, being married and living in upstate New York, but also like her identity as like an Asian American woman, and mm-hmm. uh, that's like something I've been super in, like I've been like thinking about a lot lately. Um, I've also been watching a lot of old sketch comedy on you from YouTube. <laughs> Like nice. Balloon Shop or Olin Rogers, uh, all that good stuff. Been been trying to pull something from that lately. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, the the music of Reader, R E E D E R, has been just super like. That one might end up that one might end up coming and being a permanent color. Um, mm. uh, but that one is still new enough that I, I'll still add it in. Um, the writing of Murakami right now. Nice. Hadn't read a lot of his, but I'm currently reading um, Hard World Wonderland and the End of the World. Um, Ooh, I have that on my shelf. I'm I'm liking so far. And it, even if even if like the the book itself kind of like tanks for me, like I, the way in which he is writing is so interesting that I'm getting a lot out of it. Um, yeah. Let me think. Uh, 
the the game grumps lately actually okay um and maybe a little bit more specifically dan avidan um due to the fact that there is a joyousness to which to the way in which they create that i am looking for um so there's so there's that um and then i am what's the what's the word uh oh the honestly the art of magic the gathering has been really inspirational lately um just like like i've just kind of been like digging into the older stuff that i like started playing playing with when i was young all the way up to now Mm -hmm. and like something that's so interesting about it is that like at this point magic has its whole fucking lore um and stories and stuff the way that like D settings have that um but they have so many art like part of magic is that they get new artists basically every set um and so like characters within a single set will get drawn by multiple people so it's multiple takes on the same thing um and some cases over decades yeah and so it's like really it's beautiful fantasy art and it's wild because they have to sort of be able to tell the story in teeny tiny images and like at most a couple sentences on the card because they're not guaranteed you're going to buy their books. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they still want you to get a sense of things, right? They, they're conveying a sense of it's a collaborative effort to convey like a whole brand new setting, long running characters and the vague story with very limited um palette and at making beautiful art while they do it um and i'm just kind of like i'm just kind of into it um nice so those things because like i'm between like really big projects and finishing things right now so i'm like just kind of like enjoying seeing what i'm like into because like, i don't feel the need that i'm like i really need to be buried in this sort of like musical sound or or or, or visual thing because like i i want to be hitting the the right tone all the time and these things yeah. help me get back into the tone very nice very nice yeah i'm gonna throw two more in just because Ooh, nice uh i i remembered some things Fair. um i've been like on a actual play binge over the Ooh, last year dope like prior to i think 2020 i hadn't been able to listen to actual plays very well ever uh and then something clicked inside and once i understood the format Mm -hmm. um and i've just been on a binge and it's been so much fun listening to people play rpgs like that and just so many different types um and then uh architecture oh i i live in a I, i live in an apartment complex in like a suburban neighborhood but everyone's got like a different styled house. And so I walk this one route and I like almost every day. And it's like, I just love staring at all the houses because I see something different every time. Yeah. To counter, to counter that um, last one. Uh, the other thing is over the last two to three months, I've started doing really regular hiking um, for the first time in a long time. And like, that's also been spectacular Um, for like similar, but inverse reasons for like what you're talking about with the yeah, houses. Yeah. Totally get it. Got to get that vitamin D. Oh yeah. No, well actually, um, 
at this point, I'm also sort of starting to to hike in the dark. So kind of. <laughs> wow. Gotta, gotta, gotta improve that night vision. <sighs> I gotta, I gotta be, I have to beat people to it or it just starts becoming kind of unenjoyable to like, cause I don't want to go too far. Like I, I don't, I don't want to be so far away from home that I like, I don't want to do an hour long drive hike and then an hour long drive home. Um, so, but that means I have to do trails around Boulder. So if I don't have want you done, it to be clogged, you know, mm-hmm. have you done Mount Sinitas? Uh, I haven't done Sinitas yet. Sinitas can get packed. Um, the next one on my list is to redo bear. Nice. Um, it's been a while. If you go at like sunrise, Sinitas is usually empty. I'm kind of looking forward to when it snows. And it gets Ooh. really cold because people, I like doing that, but lots yeah, yeah. of people don't. So I'll have, I can go to like even more, uh, common trails. Yeah. Like um, Chautauqua. Yeah. Without like, not going to be bothered. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got talking about hiking there at the end. Anyways, uh, <laughs> why haven't we done a hiking episode yet? One I don't day. know. We'll get, we'll get there. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We're going to do a hiking episode while hiking one day. Uh, oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> oh, my so God. Dope. That'd be so cool. Yeah. I have the gear to do it. We can do it. We just got to be in the same place, but we can do it. Next time uh, you're out here, we should do it. Yes. Next time I'm out there, we'll I do mean, it. I mean, hell, we could do it. We could record it on our phones even. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Oh, that'd be fun. There we go. Okay. You heard we're it gonna, here, folks. We're going to do that. Yes. We're going to do that. It's going to happen. But... Until then, that's uh, it for this week on the Dane and Derek Show. Thank you all for joining us on this lovely, lovely Wednesday morning, wherever you are in the world. You can find me, Derek, on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello. And Dane, where can we find you and your work? Uh, you can find me at DaneWrites.com. There's links to uh, my Substack where you can find um, writing I do. It's just a collection of creative writing, so you'll find all kinds of stuff in there. Um, there's a link to my podcast and music and my Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah. Go take a hike, man. Uh, <laughs> a couple of days. A couple Saturday. days. Fantastic. All right. We'll see you all later. Catch you later. Bye.